0: You're listening to the new
1: Mutual Audio Network.
0: Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG for
2: parental guidance recommended.
0: It's season 12 of the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is the seasonal series from the Sonic Society in which producers and actors from the modern age of audio drama recreate and reproduce classic old-time radio plays. The Playhouse is open to all producers and creators of modern audio drama to bring to a contemporary audience these classic plays. And now... Over to the host of the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse waiting in the seat in his balcony, Mr. David Alt.
3: Thank you to our announcer Jack Ward and welcome back to the Playhouse, our summer series of brand new recreations of the golden age of radio with modern acting companies. This week we have shh productions on the stage with Quiet Please, Nothing Behind the Door, found with the Vintage Radio Hour. Quiet, Please! was an old-time radio fantasy and horror programme created by Willis Cooper, also known for creating Lights Out. Ernest Chappell was the show's announcer and lead actor. Quiet, Please! was first broadcast on the 8th of June 1947 by the Mutual Broadcasting System, and it is rebroadcast weeklies on Tuesdays on the Mutual Audio YouTube at... (coughs) And the curtains rise on Nothing Behind the Door from the series Quiet Please, performed by SH! Productions.
1: Good evening, and welcome to SH! Productions Vintage Radio Hour. Our collaboration with over 50 outstanding performers and technicians from across the country, and the legacy of audio entertainment that harkens back to the golden days of radio, Brings you a second season of 12 shows filled with suspense, mystery, fear, and maybe a little murder. The upcoming show, Nothing Behind the Door, written by Willis Cooper and originally airing in 1947, features the cast of David Allen Vargo, Phil Wells, Tony Ludovico, and Chris Johnson in an eerie tale about the lore and danger of curiosity. Stay tuned after the show to hear about next week's Doubleheader. Now, shh.
4: It's something like 6,800 feet above sea level. A little house, maybe 20 feet long and 15 wide. It's made of corrugated iron sheets with a high peaked roof, and it sort of hangs over the edge of the mountain top, with nothing but the spikes of pine trees stretching all the way down to Pasadena. But in a mile below you, there's a sort of trestle that extends out to the little house from the mountain top itself. The, the house, the house is built on a steel girder set into the solid rock. There's one door in the house. A door at the end of the trestle. Just one door. And there's a big high-wire fence all around the place, or at least there used to be, and I hope it's still there. There's no gate in that wire fence, if it's still there. And there's no way to get into that enclosure around the little iron house. There was a way, but it's closed off now. Do you ever get out to California? If you do... Go up there sometime and take a look at the little house, but look at it through the fence. That's far enough. You go out Foothill Boulevard toward Pasadena, but you turn off on Angeles Crest Highway at La Canada, and you just keep on driving uphill. You will get there. Just keep right on going. The top of Mount Wilson is the end of the highway. That's where the big telescope is. The biggest in the world. Till they got the big eye operating down on Mount Palomar near San Diego. There's a lot of people waiting to have a look through that big new one. But I'm not one of them. I looked through a telescope once at the sky. You ever look through a big telescope? At the sky? At night? At the things up there? Things so far away you sprain your brain just trying to imagine how far away they are? with nothing between you and them. Billions and billions of miles of nothing. I don't know what it does to you, but brother, I freeze. Listen, do you know there are holes in the sky? I mean it, I've seen them. There's a thing in the constellation Andromeda. No, I'm not gonna get technical with you, just listen. There's this thing, astronomers call it the Horsehead Nebula. You know what it is? It's a hole. It's a great big patch of nothing. Just nothing. There aren't any stars there. There's just a hole. No, nobody knows anything about it. Astronomers look at it, they take pictures of it, and there it stays. There it is now and tomorrow and the next day and a million years from now, and it's it's been there always. Yes, it has. It's so far away that what you see now is the way it looked a billion years ago. But before there was anybody even to see it, friend. And there's lots more of those places. So what's all this got to do with the little house on the top of Mount Wilson? Well, I'll tell you. Now, this was quite some time ago. I'd been living in California, see, for several years. I had a couple of bucks and had a nice little place near Van Nuys. That was before the valley got to be so popular with movie people and radio comics and people like that. It wasn't bad, living alone. Waking up in the middle of the night, hearing the Southern Pacific lark whistle for crossing out at Chatsworth. (laughs) Listening to a dog howling way out across the valley, going back to sleep. I don't get back to sleep so easy these days. Well, these people from Cleveland were out there. Aldo Minucci and Hugh Grant. We used to be great friends, Aldo and you and I. So nothing would do, but they'd come stay with me. It was all right. I had a Dodge convertible, and the boys got quite a kick out of California. (laughs) It isn't like Cleveland. So we did a lot of driving around, and we got a lot of kicks. You know, up to the desert to see the Joshua trees, down to Laguna to go swimming, Arrowhead, out to the Lion Farm on Ventura Boulevard. We even went to the bowl and listened to the symphonies under the stars stars. Yeah, I, I never want to see the stars any more. I saw them once too often. We were just like any apple knockers that come from the east. We went everywhere and looked at everything. We got a big bang out of it. That's how we came to go up to Mount Wilson that day. Aldo and you had been, you know, looking around for odd places. They had some ideas, and So one day we were having breakfast, and they were looking at an automobile club bulletin, and Aldo said, let's go to Mount Wilson. So we did. So we did. I'd been up there once before, and you know how it is in California. (laughs) I knew everything. (laughs) I thought I knew everything. I found out different. We were inside the big dome where the 100-inch telescope is. It's like being inside a giant's watch. The telescope is in the middle, a big spidery framework with ladders climbing all over it, up under this dome. And the tourists stand on a kind of catwalk around the edge while the astronomer explains as much as he thinks the apple knockers will understand. Uh, There was just a few of us that day, standing close to the little kind of pulpit, listening with our mouths open. It is like a pulpit. I got to thinking that day how the astronomer looked like a priest up there, you know, a little nice old white-haired fellow like a priest. And, And I was thinking he was talking about the heavens, too. I'd seen it all before, but my mouth was as wide open as Hughes and Aldo's. The earth rotates, you know. All
2: 24,000 miles of its equator, once in 24 hours. A given spot on the Earth's surface is moving at the rate of a thousand miles an hour at the equator. And the Earth is moving through space too. It moves around the sun at the rate of about 18 and a half miles per second. So therefore we must, in order to keep this telescope focused accurately on the celestial objects we're observing, neutralize those motions mechanically. The telescope itself, as you will observe, is controllable in any direction by this motor. Watch it if you please. Notice the motion of the telescope. Now I shall open the shutters of the dome through which the telescope points. And the final movement, the rotation of the entire dome, exactly synchronized with the speed of the Earth through space. Watch through the shutters above you, please.
4: Look at... look at Ross. Yeah, I see. Look outside. We we ain't moving. The the, the sky's going by.
2: Look at you.
0: I see it. It's an optical illusion, Aldo. No, it's
2: not an optical illusion. In relation to space, this spot we are on is standing still. Through these motions here in the dome, the mirror of the telescope is kept aimed exactly at one spot far out in space. What's space, mister? It's nothing. What about the air? There are a few miles of air, my friend. And then, nothing. Huh. The stars? Yes, the stars. Yeah, sure. And the places where there are no stars.
4: My skin twitched a little when he said that. Did yours? Well, the show was over and we went outside into the sunlight. We walked across the long wooden bridge. There's a deep gully in front of the dome. And down a little path past a thing they call a cellistat. Uh, A small dome on legs, about a hundred feet high, all painted with aluminum paint. Everything's painted with aluminum paint up there. A thing they study the sun and uh, sunspots and things like that with. Well, it was quiet up there. All along toward the middle of the afternoon, and there was a chill in the air, although it was hot down below. And the squirrels frisked around underfoot, and I pointed out a deer. It's wild up there, you know. And we were just talking... It's an odd place. You get kind of impressed, not only uh, with the things they have up there, the telescopes and the odd buildings and the view you get through the trees on a good, clear day you can see all the way to Santa Monica, but the people impress you. The astronomers, they live up there all by themselves, and they look at the sky, and they see things, and you always get the feeling they, they know a lot more than they're, they're telling, like, like doctors or like priests, I guess. I said that, didn't I? Well, that, that's what they're like. The path leads through the woods, the biggest live oaks you ever saw, over to the hotel. So so I said... Say, what about a beer before we start down, huh? A beer. That's for me. Can you get any hard liquor up here, Rosh? Nah, I don't think so. Anyway, I wouldn't want to drink, not with all that mountain
0: road ahead of me. No, sir, don't you take no drink, Ross. I don't want to ride that road with nobody's had a drink of liquor. Maybe you shouldn't even have a beer, even.
4: Yeah, beer won't hurt me. Yeah,
0: what's this fence for? Huh? huh. I never noticed that before. It's quite a fence. I have a hard time getting over that. What would you want to get over it for, Hugh? Yeah, I don't know. What do you suppose is on the other side? It got this heavy fence. Yeah, I don't see anything. Except that little house over there on stilts. Funny-looking place. Fence goes right around it. <laughs> Ain't it got a, a gate? Ah, come on. Let's get a beer. No, no. I, I want to look at this, Rosh. Uh, Probably they got something valuable
4: in there. Sure. Scientific instruments or something. This place is full of that
0: stuff. Hey, look. A uh, sign. Where? Here. Come on. Oh, wait. What's it say? The public is forbidden to pass beyond this fence under severe penalty, the Carnegie Foundation. <laughs> that all? Yeah. What do you suppose they got in that place? I don't know, and I don't care. Uh, now there's a door up there at the end of that trestle. Maybe we could go back and get in through that other shed where the trestle starts, huh? What do you want to go up there for? We gotta get going. I'm just curious. You know what I mean? That place might come in handy. Oh, yeah. See? Especially if they keep everybody out like this. But the thing might be full of stuff, you. Like Ross said, scientific stuff. It might be. It might not be. Hey, hey, here comes that fellow who made that spiel up there. Well, ask him. He'd know. Yeah, he won't tell you. Well, we'll find out. Hey, hey, fella. How are you? Hey. Were you talking to me? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What's in that funny-looking building? Over there? Yeah. Nothing. What's the idea of the fence, then?
2: We don't want people to go in there. I'd sure like to see what's in it. (laughs) I said there's nothing in there.
0: Are you sure there, mister?
2: Yes. Absolutely sure.
4: Could we get a pass to go in there?
2: No, you saw the sign, didn't you? It said something about uh, the penalty of the law. You didn't read it very carefully. He didn't read it. I did. Read it again.
0: Wait. The public is forbidden to pass beyond this fence under severe penalty. See?
4: Ah, I see what he means. He didn't say anything about the law. Oh. That's right. Well, then.
2: There are other penalties. Ah. Tough guy, huh? No, not at all. Well, what does it mean, then? I'll give you a little friendly advice. I wouldn't try to find out if I were you. Oh, is that so? Yes. Do you really know what's in there, mister? Yes. What?
0: Nothing. Okay, lads. Let's go get that beer.
4: Well, of course. You know what was up. You're way ahead of me. My Cleveland pals weren't in California just for a vacation. There was a bank I'd had my eye on for a while out in Pacific Palisades, and it wasn't the first bank that Minucci and Hugh Grant and I worked a deal on. I didn't go much for this place up on Mount Wilson with nothing in it and a fence around it, but Aldo and Hugh, well, after all, could you find a better place to stash away some dough? Nobody could get in, they said, and if we could, well, eh, so I finally, I bought it. Well, to make a long story short, we, we took, oh, I think about $53,000 out of the bank. Fifty-three, fifty-four. what's the difference? That's it's all gone now. It's a long drive from Pacific Palisades over Sunset Boulevard, then up Beverly Glen to the valley, through Van Nuys to Sunland, and down past the Sanitarium on Foothill Boulevard to where you turn off on the Angeles Highway, especially at one o'clock in the morning. That was when we pulled out of Pacific Palisades. It was summer. And after you turn on the mountain road, you're not allowed to smoke. See, a fire warden might come along, and those guys can tell somebody's smoking in a car a half a mile off. They throw you in the can for it. Forest fires. So we didn't want anybody stopping us. It was risky enough, anyway. Because practically nobody ever drives up there late at night, or early in the morning, I mean, as well. we didn't meet anybody and all the three of us were jittery with no cigarettes and that road it's tough enough in the daytime but in the dark it was half past four when we got to the top the hotel was dark the cabins were dark but the sky it was just like solid with stars and you could pretty near reach up and touch them. i remembered the old guy in the hundred inch dome Nothing between us and the stars, and down below. Well, if you've ever been up there at night, you know what I mean. Just, just like looking down on Hollywood, Van Nuys, San Fernando, Culver City, Santa Monica. Well, it makes my hair stand on end when I think of it, and I haven't seen it for well. Ne- never mind how many years. Well, we stumbled through the pitch dark. We got off the path three times and nearly fell down. And, brother, that'd be a fall. We still couldn't risk a cigarette. It was dark. Hugh Grant was in front of me, then, then me, then Aldo. And, well, we each had a briefcases. And uh, Hugh had a pair of those big spring wire cutters that go through a steel cable. And all of a sudden, we bumped into a fence.
0: Dodge! What's the matter? At yeah, the fence. Where are you? Stand still, will you? It's dark. Shut up. Listen for a minute. You hear anything? No. Now. See anything? No. Look. What? That dome over there. You see somebody? No. <laughs> Them two big windows up there with that big round dome. Looks like somebody's watching
4: us. It sure sure does.
0: Ah, cut it out! I'm gonna try the fence with the cutters. You want the flashlight? You chump! No. I wish we could just get. What? What? If I get it, I just don't like this place, though. Uh, Get out of the way. You want some help? You just keep out of the way. (laughs) Now wait. You hear anything? That wire made enough noise to break All right, the- all right. I'll try another strand. <laughs> ah, that's better. She, <laughs> if you can slide under there, one of you. Me. <clears throat> nope. Can't make it yet. I'll try another. Now, now look out for your arm there. <laughs> all right, now try. Wait, I'll take off my coat. <clears throat> Now now let's see. <clears throat> Alright, well how about it? He's through. Alright. Now well, go ahead. Me? You
4: Well uh, uh, cut another strand, huh? Uh, you make it now? Uh, I guess so. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, where are you Aldo? Right here. Come on, Hugh. Hey, the slide briefcases through first. Uh, coming up. You, you got him. Got him. All right, here I come. All set? All set.
4: I'm all set. I'm as all set as I ever will be, I figure. I don't like any part of this. I don't like the dark. I don't like the stars up above us. I don't like the lights down below. I don't like the silence. I don't like climbing around the top of the mountain with nothing under me but thin air for a mile or more. And all I can hear is you and Aldo in front of me crackling through the weeds, cursing when one of them gets whacked on a shin against a sharp rock. And all I can see is two black shapes in front of me and a blacker shape. That's the building, the little house. With nothing in it. Aldo and you are panting. It's sixty, eight hundred feet up, you know, and your breath is pretty short. It's tough going, especially when you're dragging a briefcase full of money, too. And you're scared, and you're sweating, and you're tired, and then and all of a sudden, we're under the building, alongside one of the struts that hold up the little trestle. Boost me up, Aldo. Aldo boosts him up. He was a little guy, and he's he's spry. He's spryer than I am, up there in the middle of the air, and I, I guess he's not as scared as I am, so I look up, and he's sprawling on the trestle with nine million stars behind him, and he's reaching down to me. Yeah, grab my hand, Ross. So I scramble up, and I'll never know how I made it either. But there we are, and in a second... Aldo is up
0: there with us. Now keep quiet a minute and rest. I am knocked out. Yeah. Mm. You hear anything, Hugh? Just the wind. Rosh?
4: No. I thought I heard something, but, well,
0: I guess it's the wind. Listen. It's the wind. Well? So we stood up.
4: So Hugh walked the rest of the way down the little trestle, and we followed him, stumbling over the planks, and there was the door. So we rattled the bar on it, and it was padlocked. So you took the big cutters, and he wrenched away at the bar. And we shivered there in the cold, waiting to see if anybody heard us. There wasn't a sound, so Hugh tried again. And the bar fell off. And we kept still for a minute.
0: And then? Open the door. Uh, where's the flashlight? Wait. Uh, nobody can see us. Put, put your fingers over it and turn it there. OK. I, I don't see anything. Well, the guy said there was nothing in there. I can't see a thing. Open up the light a little more. I got it open. It's all black in there. There's something the matter with the light. No, there ain't. Look. Now turn that light off of me. Well, now, look when I shine it inside. Nothing. Well, there's got to be something in there. Nothing, the man said. Can't even see the floor. Well, uh, I'll find out if there's anything in there. No, don't go in. You can't tell what's liable to be in. There. Well, look out. I'll, I'll toss the briefcase in. No, no, throw the wire cutters in. Don't... Well, where are they? Here. No, for the love of it, look out, will you? Keep still. God, you could wake the dead. Well, I guess nobody heard us. We are shot with luck tonight. No kidding. Now, give me them cutters. Here. Shine the light in there. I sure can't see anything, can you? Throw them in. Get out of the doorway and keep the light in there. Go ahead. Throw them against the firewall. All right. Look out. Where'd they go? Well, I tossed them hard enough to. Move the light around. I, I can't see a thing. I, I can't either. There ought to be... The light just kind of seems to stop. Oh, cut it out. There's probably some kind of stuff on the floor. Powder, maybe. And they fell into it. Here, stand to one side, Ro- Ross. What are you going to do? I, I'm going to go in and walk around. H- have you got a gun, Aldo? Just this little thirty-two. All right. Come on, Ross. Uh, You stay here, and watch, and listen. I wouldn't go in there, Hugh. Nobody asked you to. I'm going. Come on, Aldo. Uh, Listen, Hugh. Have you got the screaming memes, too? Come on, with that gun, there's nothing in there. Look, Hugh, let's get out of here. Ah, shut up. Might as well take the dough, too. We can stick it in there. Go ahead, Aldo, with the light. You go first. Uh, all right, all right. Now stand there and keep your ears... Hey, Hugh? Where are
4: you? I-, I can't see him. Listen, Aldo, don't go in there.
0: I got to. Hey, Hugh? Hugh, where are you? Listen, Aldo. Keep, keep your eyes and ears open now. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, hey, Hugh, are you all right? I'm coming in, Hugh! Hugh! What's in here? Hey, hey, Hugh! No, here, oh There's something matter with him. Here I come, Hugh. I'm gonna find
2: Hugh. Hey, you, Aldo. Hey, what's in there? You too? You, you. I can see you. You can stand up now. They won't come out, I assure you. (laughs) Come on, son, stand up. I got a gun. No, you haven't. Stand up. When my friends come out- They're not coming out, my friend. Stand up. You wouldn't believe me when I told you. What's in there? What's in there, I said? I told you there's nothing behind that door. My friends weren't in there. They're not there now. There's nothing in there. Do you understand me? There's nothing in there. Listen. No, you listen. I... No, I suppose it will do no good to tell you. Tell me what? I'd better show you. Show me what. Come with me. No. Come with me. I won't. You've got to. Wait.
0: Hey, wait for me. Wait.
4: Wait. Across the little trestle, away from the door, he closed on my friends through another door into a long shed in the dark. And I was glad I couldn't see the stars. Out another door at the end of the shed. Down the path, past the cellistat, reaching up into the sky, shining in the starlight, looking like one of those visitors from Mars you heard about on the radio, across the little wooden bridge. With the the two eyes of the hundred-inch dome staring down at me and a cold wind coming up from the other side of the mountain, up the ramp. And into the dome itself. Up the iron stairs. Follow me. A little yellow light at the head of the stairs. And then out on the catwalk. In the dark. With the floor 40 feet below us. Up another ladder. And my legs are getting tired. Up. Follow me. Up another dizzy ladder. And another across another spidery walk. Here, sit in this seat. I couldn't speak. My throat is dry, my legs are trembling, I'm icy cold in that great dome. How far above the floor, I can't tell. Sit still. You won't fall. Why did you sit bring still, me... Sit still, I said.
2: You'll have to be shown. Wait. Magnetic declination? You can look now. Look? Huh. At what? Look through the telescope. No. Look, son. What do you see? Stars.
4: Millions of stars. Wait.
2: Look again. What do you see? Nothing. Nothing. Watch. Now? Stars again. Millions. No. A black cloud. Now? Nothing. That nothing you see is a million light years away. What is it? There's nothing there to see. My friend, there are scores of places in the universe where there is nothing. Far places, near places. Do you understand what I mean? Is Is that what you mean when you said... When I said there (laughs) is nothing behind that door? Yes. Yes. Oh, where Wait, Where are my friends? Yeah. Your misguided friends? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Perhaps. take your eye from the telescope. Wait. Look now, if you dare. What? Look?
4: Yes. You guess what I saw. You guess what I saw, clawing through the black clouds of nothing. You guess what eyes I saw. I saw nothing. Yes. The little house is still there on Mount Wilson. You can go look at it if you want to, but don't go too close. Maybe somebody will tell you someday that it's just a place where they store equipment. Maybe. Why do they keep the door locked then? Hmm? Well, just one other thing. Don't you go around opening doors you don't know anything about. There might be nothing behind one of them
1: thank you to our wonderful performers and to our brilliant production manager barb shoulders and to you our audience we hope you enjoyed the show Tune in next week for the next Vintage Radio Hour from Sh Productions. On Thursday, August 6th, we'll feature Josie Merkel, Jason Keint, Tom Holliday, Richard Dana, and David Tull in a disturbing tale about how truly hard it is to find good help. The second part of our doubleheader is a riveting tale about the past coming back to haunt a family. Featuring the talents of Phil Wells, Ben Gorman, Jim Gallagher, Richard Dana, Rick Clark, Chris Johnson, Glenn Kaiser, Liz Gervin, Andy Clark, Mary Cinnamon Maxwell, and Jackie Myers. Until then.
3: The audience rises to their appreciation of this week's performance, Quiet Please, Nothing Behind the Door, from the Vintage Radio House and Sh Productions. Be sure to join me next week in the balcony as Project Audion brings us a unique, never-before-performed classic-style Jack Benny comedy. And that concludes this week's performance of the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. All productions, features, characters and scripts presented in the Playhouse belong strictly to their respective copyright holders and no copyright infringement is assumed or intended. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is part of the Sonic Society and a proud member of the Mutual Audio Network and any shows that continue their run must receive express permission from all parties involved. Join us next week for another new classic. With thanks to our announcer Jack Ward, I'm your host, David Olt. Good night. Thank you.
0: This has been an Electric Vicuna production.
3: You can listen to classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre. And the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night.